with the fourth episode of More Than Meets the Eye. Coming to you from WTBU Podcasting. And we are here trying to help you see the world through a more aesthetically pleasing lens. Yes, we are. That's us. Um, I'm Emma. I'm Antonella. And this week we are here talking about Kauai, which Wikipedia says is the culture of cuteness in Japan. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it mean cute? Like, just means cute in Japanese? Well, it, it does. It kind of derives from a couple of things that end up representing cuteness. Um, and one of the things it derives from, forgive my pronunciation, please. Pardon my pronunciation. <laughs> it's going to be bad. Um, is kaohayushi, which means one's face is aglow, um, and which basically is blushing. Mm-hmm. So, which is like a cute thing. Blushing mm-hmm. is cute, right? Mm-hmm. It's like emoji. Yeah, the blushing emoji. I always use the blushing mm-hmm. emoji because it's my favorite emoji. Also, I'm Irish and my face is constantly red. So I feel like it represents you. Uh, yeah, definitely. Nice. Unfortunately. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I just know that, like, that word specifically is just used in general for, like, anything good, basically. Like, they call everything cute. Like, yeah. Any, like, anything that's, like, a good vibe is just cute. Yeah. No, I mean, a lot of what I found out through research was that, um, like cuteness is very highly valued now in Japan. Like it, it's especially like the idea of kawaii. Like it's an important part of like what their culture has become. Which I think is really interesting. Culture of cute. Yeah, culture of cuteness. All right. So what? Um. So what has your like experience been with kawaii before researching it? And like, how did you find out about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the general, just like my. <laughs> yes thoughts um, your quintessential like thought. quintessential thoughts on this um <laughs> i mean i didn't know like it had like a whole name or anything i just mm. liked hello kitty <clears throat> for a really long time oh like, yeah hello kitty was my thing or like all the sanrio characters like like let's let's think about it my melody oh my god love her she's so cute do you not know my melody i don't is? know my melody um, she's like a little rabbit she's adorable oh she, she's a rabbit one okay. mm-hmm. and then there's um there's so many um, who's the little frog guy? Kurobi. <laughs> Sorry, Kurobi's my favorite. Mm-hmm. So. And then I have a Choco Cat oh. pillow. Choco Cat is Sanrio? Yes. I also found out that Gudetama is Sanrio. I don't know what that is. You know, It's the little egg guy. I don't you know him. <laughs> you do. You'll see him and you'll be like, it's like that egg guy that looks like he's struggling to like get out of his egg yolk, but he can't. And it's like really <laughs> weird. <laughs> Yeah, like Hello Kitty is iconic though. Yeah, all of Sanrio really. Yeah, no, Gudetama. I know Gudetama. He's pretty big. Like he's almost as big as like Pusheen. Yeah, Pusheen. Like I've seen that, but I, I didn't like. I don't know. I don't have anything. I just was mainly a Hello Kitty. Yes. girl. Like yeah, she's, I was. She's iconic. Hello she is Kitty. iconic. Um, I actually didn't know that Sanrio was or like Hello Kitty was considered like Kawaii. Yeah, I think it's just so, like, American now. Like, yeah. I didn't even, like, I, th- I didn't even realize it was, like, it really was the beginning of, like, all that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't. She's transcended yeah. culture. She's created culture. Um, but <laughs> True. like, yeah, I used to like. I definitely was a Hello Kitty girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kuropi was my favorite. Well, Kuropi is my favorite now. I don't know. I think I was just like a Hello straight up Hello Kitty girl when I was little. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's like definitely been an important part of like my life. But like mm-hmm. also like culture in general. Like she's always had a float in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Like for Go years. Hard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she began in, like, 1974. Yeah. So it's been... I didn't even realize it was, like, that long ago. Yeah. I didn't know she originated in the Yeah. I mean, I guess she didn't, like, Crazy. cross over to America until, like, the 90s. Because that's when I feel yeah. like... I don't know. That's when I feel like I, I've seen... Started to see, like... I mean, I wasn't alive, but, like... <laughs> yeah, I was there. I saw her... her I saw her as, in the 70s. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> um... Yeah, no, I feel like she was more, like, like she came to America in the 90s, probably. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I also, my grandmother, well, I don't know if they were mine or my grandmother's, but she used to have these VCR tapes. Wow. Not VCR, VHS. VHS. What? <laughs> One of those. Um, I don't know. That's, like, so, so 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> but anyways, she had a, a Hello Kitty one, um, and every time we went over to her house, I watched it. What? It was so good. What? Was it? Because I may have had the same one. Oh, I don't remember. There was, like, an alphabet, and, like, Kuropi was definitely in it. Mm-hmm. But it was just, like, Hello Kitty and Friends. Yeah. It, it was, like, that weird 3D animation that was, like, really, really popular at the turn of the, the oh, millennium. Oh, no. This was... The ones I had were, like, purely, like, 2D cartoons. Mm. No, there was a bit of, like, that 3D cartoon. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Very cutesy. Yeah, I, I definitely wish... had a lot of DVDs and VHS. I wish I could remember more about it. Maybe I'll, like, ask my mom <laughs> to go look for it. Um, it was, like, because I remember, like, enjoying the heck out of it. And I watched it, like, a <laughs> hundred times, so. No, yeah, I, I have, like, all my Hello Kitty, like, movies and things I watch so much. Yeah. So, historical background, we kind of touched on, which is, like, oh, well, you know, we can go further. So, so the first like occurrence, like historically recorded occurrence of um, Kauai was in, um, what's her name? Sorry, ah, Tales of Genji by Lady Murasaki. Um, and it actually was original, originally thought of as like pitiable qualities. So like, someone who was like poor and like, like pitiable. Uh, I'm trying to think like. Well, kind of like like helpless, mm. kind of like needs help from other people. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was what the word was used for. That was the first the first recorded use of the word. Oh, okay. Um, that was about you know, Tales of Genji came out like before we hit the thousands or something <laughs> like that. Like oh. really, really old. Oh, okay. Um, Whoa. Yeah, we're going way back. I thought we were Wait, just talking let, about like let me let me check like hundred years ago. Like, we're going way back. But she, Lady Murasaki, was a. 11th century. So, yeah, we're getting close to, like, before there were four numbers in mm-hmm. the year. Um, it, it's not quite, but, it, you know, it's mm-hmm. published before 1021. Lit. Yeah. Long time ago. But anyway, oh. cool female author, right? We love female authors. Um, yes. <laughs> we do. Yeah. But then eventually what happened, um, apparently, oh, also, oh, I forgot to talk about this is important, um, in, like, Kawhi is a huge thing in bullet journaling. Um, 
And I have an art journal that I've been trying to start for a long time. That like I've been trying to start my own art journal for yeah. like a year. Which is like a quasi bullet journal. Like I look at bullet journal spreads to like get ideas. If you don't know what a bullet journal is, it's basically you... What is a bullet journal? It's, <laughs> it's just so, like a, a fancy planner that you make yourself. Kind basically. of. I'm like, it varies. Some people it's just straight up lists and like organizational things. Mm-hmm. For other people, it's like more artsy. So I'm mm-hmm. definitely like, I want it to pretty much just be an art journal. Um, mm-hmm. With like your spreads can be like based around. Yeah, like each like week or something, you have a spread where you like decorate the yeah. page with you know, things you have to do, your to-do list, but you make it fun. So, like, you're yeah. getting things done, but you're it looks pretty. It's aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. No, it's all about aesthetics. Yeah. Bullet journaling is all about aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, like, I know most bullet journaling is weekly spreads, but there are bullet journals where you don't do a weekly mm-hmm. spread. Um, that's kind of what I'm trying to do. Then it becomes more of an art journal, which is more flexible to my schedule. <laughs> but... Yeah, I haven't really made a lot of headway, so I should work on that. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, in bullet journaling, um, the kind of kawaii style is huge. It's like the cute little stickers are like huge, fun pens, fun stationery, like yeah, handwriting is really important. Sanrio was actually a stationery company first, <gasps> so I feel like that probably had some connection. Um, and you know Muji, which is like a big like Muji, uh, Japanese. Yeah. Uh, office supply store which is like right near and us. home supplies yeah we and have yeah, home supplies us. but i feel like you you go there for your pens and yes. like little notebooks and cute yeah. things they have cute things and what i like about muji muji isn't very kawaii like style wise yeah it just like has a lot of stationery stuff. yeah um like washi tape is very um can be kawaii if it's like stylized and kawaii stuff but it is like from the scene like bullet journaling um thing washi tape is just like pretty like decor tape it's nice. Um, it's good stuff. But yeah, so anyways, after Tales of Genji, um, cute handwriting was also listed as one of like the sources for like the idea of like kawaii culture um, in the 70s. So like around the same time as Hello Kitty, I definitely think there's like an overlap there. Um, it came with like the introduction of mechanical pencils. Um, and then like what happened was apparently like students... Um, would they would like change their handwriting it would be less like the very like scripty kind of Japanese writing and mm-hmm. it would become like like more cutesy maybe like rounded people would put like little characters or like stars or hearts and stuff mm-hmm. like little drawings like in with like their writing and that kind of like initiated this idea of like kawaii writing mm-hmm. and like making everything so it's very, very a visual yeah. thing yeah. it like developed from like visuals and that's really cool yeah yeah um I mean, a lot of it is, like, such a contrast from, I guess, like, the rigid kind of society of Japan, I guess. Yeah. So what I read is that it was kind of, like, it came about, like, post-World War II. Definitely, yeah. Like, when Japan was a very just, like... um, Well, Japan had been defeated in world war ii so yeah, it's like so they were kind of i know there was definitely like a pull away from the culture of pre-war japan because they didn't want to be those like mm-hmm. people anymore and they definitely be that culture yeah anymore. i definitely could see it as a reaction to like all that kind mm-hmm. of depression era yeah. and like kind of the brightness and cuteness of like kind of an escapism i guess mm-hmm. coming out of that definitely um, and all the playfulness like within the aesthetic mm-hmm as far as fashion goes, what do you 
What do I think, think of? Um, I think of definitely like pastels. Yeah. Because I feel like all the Hello Kitty characters and everyone were just like all pastels. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, bows too. Bows. Ruffles. Ruffles. Are very big. Um, yeah, just like lots of like light and playful, almost like childlike, I mm-hmm. guess, clothing. Yeah. Um, also, um, big on accessories. So toys, um, bags with like like cute bags or like any kind of like fashion that includes like anime characters is also very like considered very kawaii. Yeah, character, character. What is the word? Caricature. Caricature. I can't speak. <laughs> caricature, like on all the clothing, like yes. logos. Yeah. I mean, that's how like yeah, Hello Kitty was on like all these p- different products, mm-hmm. and like we're talking about stationery, yeah. like you know, being able to put it on different things. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what oh, I thought was... Yeah. Okay, <laughs> what are you going to say? I was going to talk about fashion subsets. Um, okay, yeah. Two big fashion subsets that I read about were Sweet Lolita um, and Decora, which are both subsets of kawaii fashion. Yeah, I wasn't sure, like, um, yeah, if they like were totally separate or, like... But they're, like, kind of within the umbrella of all that. And, like, Harajuku yeah. fashion. Yeah, which is basically street style. Mm-hmm. Um Japanese street style is like, like just world famous, like for being unique for people, um, kind of dressing up yeah. in the way they want to, rather mm-hmm. than like making it look normal. Um, yeah, and like that's also just a reaction to like the very uniform style of yeah. their society. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so kawaii is like a kind of like a big group mm-hmm. um, of like the kind of fashion, and I know Lolita itself can be like completely different from kawaii but like a subset of kawaii is sweet lolita which is lots of ruffles lots of bows it's so. like it's like victorian like yeah lolita is it's, Victorian. it's so interesting lolita. because like it's like you're dressing like you're from like 19th century europe and like you're in japan yeah. and like the 21st Crazy. century so it's like really interesting how that like also the skirts are like over. half the length that they would be in victorian yeah. i mean it's like, like modified yeah it's a modified victorian look mm-hmm. it's also looks like like it's all high quality clothing. Like mm. this is it's like big upkeep, that kind of look. Oh yeah, um, it's like they go all out. So decora, I thought was like really interesting. Um, it's like basically wearing as many accessories as possible. So you could wear like a cute, colorful tee and like shorts as long as you have like, I'm not getting like twenty to like fifty clips in your hair, and like a thousand stickers like all over on your body. Um, like a lot of makeup like kind of like cutesy makeup um something i read about kawaii makeup in general was um the idea of like kind of achieving large eyes which i think is like influenced by anime as well like having those anime like looking eyes and like women wear contact lenses fake eyelashes like dramatic eye makeup to like kind of get that look Mm -hmm. um also like blush is really important and then like any kind of glitter too is like important to like the whole look um Especially Decora, which is really interesting. Yeah, I mean, Decora just literally, like, means decoration. So you're yeah. just decorating your body with everything colorful and pretty. Yeah. I mean, I also feel like, um, in general, like, stockings and, like, little socks are, like, yeah. kind of a part of it, too. The just socks like, with the little ruffles on them. Yeah. Cute. That's yes. also very Lolita, though, which I think, like... All the intersect. Yeah. They intersect definitely with, like, the whole ruffly thing. As far as music goes, I only have one example. 
oh, but it's important to talk about where this example comes from. So especially when looking at, like, music that fits in that kawaii aesthetic, um, I found that there is a subset of, like, kawaii metal, which is really interesting. Um, so it's kind of like, like, kind of like a, you still have that cuteness kind of look, but it's, like, a little darker. Yeah. Kind of like a little, like, kind of hardcore, mm-hmm. like, mixing, like, the cuteness with the hardcore. Yes. Which is a, seems like a very, like, strange combination, but it's, a. Uh, very cool. So the song, well, the band I'm going to play is um, one one of my cousins actually told me about once because it's very, like, it's weird because it's, like, metal, but it's also, like, super happy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got, like, a combination. Of, like, the very, like, what you would think of, like, of kawaii metal, which would be, like, <laughs> happiness meets, like, this dark, weird metal sound, but it's, like, it's a cute song. Um, it's called... Gimme Chocolate by a group called Baby Metal. hope our listeners are still with us <laughs> hope you did not turn off <laughs> leave after that one <laughs> no, I, I like that song it was, it's like fun it's, it's fun it's I a like very it. different sound yeah. like nothing i've ever it's heard just a combination before. of just like a lot of things yeah that like the whole like it's very like cutesy but it's also like i mean the background the people singing you're like little girls though like baby metal they have the the little girl voice yeah like the baby metal people are like they're like ten year old girls. Huh? Yeah. Are you serious? I'm serious. Wait. Look them up. Wow. I did not know this. I'm yeah, they're like that. really young. Cool. And they're just doing their thing. That's awesome. <laughs> I didn't know they were actually like Yeah, they're like kids. Kids. They're baby. Baby metal. The band start whoa. Somebody died. Do you see that? Wait. Somebody died? I don't think so. It says past members. No, I think they moved on from the... It it says they somebody died. Mikio Fujioka oh. died. <laughs> Do you see past members? Did you go to, go to members on the Wikipedia page? No, they're like 20s. Lead person is like 21. I mean, they they started in 2010, though, so, like, they... So they, okay. They were, like, 10. They were, like, 10 then. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. They're, like, our age. Yeah. That's crazy. I can't imagine being in a kawaii I metal can. group called Big Metal. <laughs> That's my dream. <laughs> That's honestly a great dream to have. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Um, I mean, yeah, what you're saying, like, about the kind of, like, darkness, like, that kind of comes through. Yeah. I mean, there's, like, other kind of parts of this aesthetic that you can also see it. Like, we talked about this guy on episode two, I believe, Takashi Murakami. Takashi Murakami. Yes. Um, he's, like, a fine artist, and he does, like, these really cool um, paintings with, like, colorful flowers. Yeah, he's famous for the flower. Yeah. He, I mean, he has other stuff, too, but, like, he's mm-hmm. most known for, like, his really colorful flowers. They're, like, 2D designs, mostly. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, a lot of them also have, like, some, like, 
dark symbols in it, like mm-hmm. referencing like the bombings, Ooh. like Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombings. Yeah. So like there's certain like darkness that kind of comes out. And also um, another artist, um, what's her name? Uh, Yoshitomo Nara. She's also another um, fine artist. And like she does like these images of like children and they're kind of have like a sinister look to them oh yes i've seen these before Mm -hmm. both of these like artists like their work on the outside looks really like cheerful and Mm -hmm. like kawaii like cute and but i mean there's something kind of like some kind of darkness that yeah shows through yeah um i think sometimes like i feel like half of kawaii kind of has that feeling to it mm-hmm. um, but then the other half is literally just like worldly happiness because mm-hmm. the other half is like people who grew up in the generation after this all happened mm-hmm. you know so like the older generation that includes Kauai I feel like does include that darkness but mm-hmm. I, like the more we move forward the more it's like I mean it's like an American interpretation yeah. of it so it's that's true my interpretation is an American interpretation if that's what you mean I mean like it's less dark I feel like because we take it from yeah i just mean like like the people like the actual japanese people are like not growing up mm. in the same like post-war society right so it's a little more like not it's a little distant from that mm-hmm. like anything that comes out and recently like especially like kind of like kawaii animes like i feel like or mangas are mm-hmm. like um very like separated from that darkness um anime and manga are like so anime is like japanese tele- animated television um it's like got a very distinct style um and then manga is like the book version um and that is super important to kawaii i mean it's super important to japanese culture it's like one of their biggest exports mm-hmm. um and it's also just like an important part of like most kids don't grow up watching like live action stuff in japan most kids grow up watching anime I like that. I love cartoons. Cartoons are great. Yeah. I know. I feel like it's like anime is really keeping like their cartoon industry mm-hmm. going, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, that's probably like one of their biggest exports too. Yeah. Oh, so I did some research on like animes that are considered kawaii. Um, it was there a- are, there are some that aren't and there's some that are. Yeah. No, there's a lot that aren't. Okay. Um, I think, like, the really famous one, like, we we also mentioned this in Dragon Ball. Uh, yeah. Dragon Ball. <laughs> in episode two, like, something like Dragon Ball Z isn't considered, like, kawaii. Because it's not. Definitely not. Cutesy. I mean, it's very masculine. And even Pokemon. Like, Pokemon's not considered. Um, I feel like it kind of can be. Pikachu has become yeah. a kawaii. Symbol. Symbol. But, like, there's other characters that aren't really mm-hmm. kawaii. Because it doesn't also have, like, that pastel thing. It's very, yeah. like. That's true, but it has like that still kind of like protecting, like a animal kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is something is very interesting. Like a lot of like anime, like in kind of like cute, you know, mm-hmm. styles about like per- like kind of this feeling of helplessness and like protecting mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And which I thought was interesting is like um, an article mentioned like tamagotchis. <gasps> if you don't know what tamagotchi, tamagotchi is, is this like little I don't know toy, little toy. It was ritual. like like pre like gaming systems where you inserted the cartridge. Yeah, it was, it was like, on a keychain. Yeah, and you just basically you had a little like virtual pet mm-hmm. that you had to take care of. Um, mine died. I I was depressed. You want to you want to know something more depressing? 
ever had one. That's that's so sad. It really is. It is so sad. I wish I I wish I had mine. But yeah, basically the point is to keep your pet alive. Mm-hmm. And so this kind of like idea of like protecting and like, you know, something that's like helpless and and cute basically. Yeah, yeah no, um, Tamagotchis are very kawaii. Mm-hmm. Um uh Oh, uh, but Pokemon, just just letting you know, Pokemon like have some dark stuff. I remember from when I was a kid, like <laughs> my brother stuff. was so into Pokemon and there was like not a Pokemon movie that you did not cry at. <laughs> that just kind of like, you know, the way Pokemon rolled, the way P- Pikachu and Ash Ketchum rolled, all their, their other companions. <laughs> um, okay, so the two shows that I found to recommend while doing some research were, one is called Banania. It's about cats in bananas. In bananas. In bananas. Like the fruit. It is probably the cutest like looking thing I've ever seen. I'm gonna seen. look it up right now. You gotta look what it is up. It called? Banania. B A N A N Y A. It is so cute. Oh my gosh. I like looked up looked it up to like watch one episode. And I like watched like thirty seconds of it. it the episode was actually like three minutes long. Oh my I probably God. could have watched it. <gasps> Yeah, so cute. It's really cute. So basically, what I'm looking at right now is a cat sitting in a banana peel. This yeah, is a cartoon. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a cartoon. Although I do see a li- picture of a literal ban- uh, cat in a banana okay. peel. Um, but yeah, the first episode, like, what I watched of it was just like, oh, this is a delicious banana. Bananas are amazing. And then like, the banana's like shaking. They're like, oh, what's it? It's like a kid show, I guess. <laughs> And the banana's like shaking and then it like pops open and it's like oh, it's a cat in the banana and like I stopped watching. <laughs> That's all you need Not to know. It was bad. I just like got it and I was like, this is great. You got the gist of it. Yeah. Cat in a banana. Yeah, it was very cute. Um I think like the banana I think the the cat's name is like banana. Mm. Um but the cat banana makes friends. It's cute. It's cute stuff. Um did you have any shows? No. Okay. The I ne- mean, aside from just Hello Kitty. Yeah. Hello Kitty is a show. It is. It has, like, it has various shows. She has, like, every, she's on every platform, every, she's in yeah. every form, basically. She probably has a podcast. She takes every on. form. <laughs> Hello Kitty just she's transcends not. all art forms. She's definitely, like, out podcasting us yeah. right now. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So, the other show I wanted to recommend is a show called Card Captor Sakura. Um, do you know Yu-Gi-Oh? Yes, that's yeah. like another like one of Cat. those like Pokemon. Yes, very Pokemon. Digimon. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't have a. I don't have a brother. I don't. I know. So I don't really. And I wasn't exposed to any of that. Yeah. I had like one Pokemon card that like I found. I think. What Pokemon. I don't know. <laughs> I had no idea what it was. Yeah, yeah. My brother like knew all this stuff. You know, mm-hmm. when, if if you're. If someone's into Pokemon, you definitely know what you get. They force you to. So. No. Well, I would know. No, <laughs> no I, I voluntarily enjoyed Pokemon as a child. Um, but yeah, Yu Gi Oh was cool too. Um, Yu Gi Oh was great. But Card Captor Sakura is kind of like a female Yu Gi Oh, which is cool. Um, and one time I just saw like some weird like Facebook post that somebody made about it. And then I was like, wait. Like I recognized like the characters and I was like, I 
definitely watched this as a child. Like, I don't know how I watched it. It was probably, like, on Cartoon Network or something. Um, but, like, I remember looking at it and being like, uh, I definitely watched this as a child. Um, I don't even know if I watched, like, because I clearly don't remember a lot about it. So, probably I didn't watch it a lot. But, like, I was like, wow, this is, like, a deep, like, dive into the recesses <laughs> of my memory. Um, but, yeah, I don't really, um, there's a girl named Sakura and, like, she's a card captor. <laughs> I didn't really do that much research on it. I'm sorry. Um, but it's, it's like, cute. Like, it, she's got, like, the whole cute style. Um, oh, you know what show? It's, like, Sailor... Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon, yes. I was going to say, like, could that be considered? I definitely think so. Yeah. I mean, I had, like... I, wa- I used to watch it, like, the 90s Sailor yes. Moon. It's, so, like, the original. Yeah all the time which i think again like shows that it was like it came to america in the 90s yeah she looks like sailor moon this is i'm looking at card cap card captor sakura yeah so yeah i like i love sailor moon it. yeah i really do i i it was kind of like weird and mm-hmm. i mean i think i don't know certain like cultural differences that yeah <laughs> didn't really translate over but yeah well She's very like cutesy, right? Yeah, so, she is. She's yeah. very just like I don't know. She, yeah, she's, she's a, like young girl idea. Like is kind of like a very intrinsic part of Kawaii too. Like mm-hmm. that like little girl kind yeah. of thing. Oh, so school she definitely girl. yeah school girl yeah mm-hmm. she definitely like emanates that so. quintessential the quintessential school girl <laughs> school girl quintessential part of um, Kawaii yes. aesthetic. <laughs> But yeah, I think I mean it's kind of just interesting. Like it's become such a major export from Japan. Like all these like little cutesy characters are like making so much money. Yeah. For Japan. Um, Sorry, one half a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> My mom called me, oh. and I was like, I was about to text her. Why did you call me? And then she texted me. That was a butt call. Sorry, going to bed. <laughs> Hey, mom um all right so what are we wearing well um we, we did our best it's it's hard i feel like kawaii is another one of those things where you have to like you have to have put, stuff put time into like finding time and money into finding and buying the clothes that fit that aesthetic yeah i don't i did not have much of a selection mm-hmm. of clothes to choose from um I just went with like pastels because that's what I thought. And ruffly pants. I'm wearing light pink pants that are ruffled, kind of. They're more like, uh, oh, what's it called? It's ribbed. When, not yeah, ribbed. it's like when you fold the iron pleated. Pleated, correct. But like tight pleats. Mm-hmm. I'm not like wearing. <laughs> that sounds weird. Pleated pants. Uh, I mean, there's different kinds of pleated pants. There's pants where, like, the full leg is pleated, mm-hmm. which is what you're wearing. And then there's pleated pants, which are, like, high-waisted and mm-hmm. have the pleating at the top. Anyways, these are pleated pink pants. Um, They're light pink. And I'm wearing also this lavender windbreaker. Mm-hmm. And I'm wearing white sneakers because I only have black shoes. And I didn't think they were super if you wanted to go like kawaii metal <laughs> if i wanted to do quiet i wasn't going for that look i was going for like soft yeah they cute but like that true yeah the quintessential kawaii look <laughs> yes the authentic look yeah so 
and i'm also wearing a light pink shirt too yeah. so i just kept it very the very like very pink yeah just pastel good. and simple yeah and i also like this can be off topic but i love all your drawings in your hands oh thank you i feel like that's kind of it could be like decor kawaii. yeah like dec- the decor look of like having just like accessories all over you yeah yeah it's also very like you know like oh i draw on myself Yay. just like <laughs> no i love it i love drawing i love when people draw on themselves i think it's cute oh so yeah thank you yeah you consistently do too which i like it's like always something new <laughs> this was not fun. drawn by me this was drawn by yeah. someone else oh okay uh, so but what are you wearing um i'm who wearing, are you wearing who am i wearing i'm wearing um card captures <laughs> no i'm just kidding um that was a bad joke i apologize I'm wearing, so I have a lot of layers, which can often happen with kawaii fashion, I feel like. But um, on top, it's like this see-through um, lace like dress piece, and it's like kind of got like a ruffled bottom and ruffled sleeves and stuff. It's a, I feel like it's more Lolita-inspired than like kawaii-inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lolita is kawaii. It, it is part of it. They like overlap. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> a pink turtleneck, which technically I'm not currently wearing, but that's okay. Um, I also, uh, have, well, I do have a slip underneath, which is important. Um, and I have these black cat socks on. They're, like, knee-high. They're supposed to be knee-high, but they're a little small on me. Um, cat socks. And they got, like, a little cat face on the side. And I got, like, pink shoes, um with like little buckles which is fun they're very mod shoes which i can't help but having mod shoes um yes my wardrobe is predominantly mod um but which is why i was thinking about what you said last week and you were like i'm expecting you to go all out that's like too much pressure i'm sorry (laughs) forget i said that do what you want to do just wear what you want to do like i know my everyday look (laughs) just Go with what feels right. right. Don't don't overthink it. Right. I didn't mean to put pressure on you. It's okay. Um, ooh, what else am I wearing? Oh, I got um, got some a bracelet. I got some cool big earrings on. I put some clips in my hair. I was gonna curl my hair, but I didn't have time. Um, and then I have some sparkle makeup and some. I put some blushy on my cheeks, but I don't know. My face is pretty red, so you probably can't see it. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so okay. So we're doing vaporwave next week, um, and we'll see you then. Uh, with great aesthetic comes great responsibility. I'm Emma. I'm Antonella. Do we always say our names? No. <laughs> I just decided to do it this way okay. this time. That's fine. <laughs> well, we love you, and we hope you have a wonderful week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.